Good morning. Out past the end of a cul-de-sac in Broadlands, what once was an unremarkable hole in the ground full of water, a stormwater pond, is slowly turning into a lush, shaded little pool. It's a story about bringing back nature, cleaning up the water, and waging a war of wits against the geese. For Friday, September 1st, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by Get Out Loudon. It's a new service from the Loudon Now team to help you get out of the house and explore the county's many ways to get out. Go to getoutloudon.com for our complete calendar of concerts and events. And if you've got an event, make sure to get your dates on our list. We want to help get more people through your door and make your event a success. You can also follow Get Out Loudon on Facebook or on Twitter and sign up for the weekly e-newsletter with Sam's Weekend Picks and the best stuff each weekend. It's all at getoutloudon.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. If you're not familiar with stormwater ponds, they're basically holes in the ground you have to dig at developments to collect water and try to keep flooding under control. And that's basically what a lot of them are holes in the ground. They fill up with water coming off of streets and lawns and so on. It's full of fertilizer, pesticides, and whatever else was laying around when it rained. Out of the Broadlands HOA, there's a stormwater pond called Burnt Hickory Pond, and it's a little different. In the middle of the pond are floating islands filled with plants. Their roots reach down into the water under the island, and the plants get all the sustenance they need from nutrients in the water, and in so doing, clean up the water. Along the banks of the pond are water plants and grasses that shelter wildlife and clean up the water running into the pond. It's a microcosm of how things would have been before any development, with a lot of the natural processes that were cleaning up the water long before we started paving them over. It's happening because of cooperation between the Broadlands HOA, the Piedmont Environmental Council, the county government, and a bunch of volunteers. The HOA paid for it with help from a grant from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation. It's also still in the process of growing out. There have been some hiccups, like when a county crew maybe accidentally mowed down all the plants along the edge of the water, miscommunications happen. Uh, another problem, an invasive species that VDOT uses along roadways to control erosion got in there and started choking out all the native plants. It hasn't been easy to get this going, but the biggest frustration was probably the geese. Geese are migratory birds, which means they're protected by law. Once they make a nest, you can't chase them off. They're also extremely strong-willed creatures that like to eat the plants, and they overwhelm the natural filtration in this pond with... Uh, their excrement. They make a lot of it. So first, the human side of this battle tried putting these sort of uh, metal sticks pointing up in the island to stop the geese from landing on it. Well, of course, the geese just landed in the water and climbed up on the island. Then they put up a chicken wire fence around the islands, but I guess it wasn't a goose wire fence because the geese actually pushed that down. So then they put netting over the entire pond... And of course, the geese landed beside the pond and walked in. Eventually, the solution ended up being both a net over the pond and thick vegetation around the edges of the pond, which the geese avoid in case there are predators in there. Jim Bingle from the Piedmont Environmental Council said nothing has given her an appreciation for goose fortitude like this project. 
Alan Brewer, the county environmental program and policy administrator, said that technology is there and the science backs it up, but you really never know if something's going to work until you get it into the field. In a laboratory, you just don't have a goose sitting on the bench next to you eating your work. It is a pilot program. Oya Simpson, who is the Broadlands Wildlife Habitats Committee chairwoman, and Piedmont Environmental Council Community Outreach Project Specialist and a resident of Broadlands goes out there every couple of weeks to check on it, and it's coming along. But one more thought on this. Mrs. Simpson said the big question in her head is, why is this thing not as successful as it really could be? And the answer, she says, is that all this should have been done back when the pond was first constructed. That way, instead of volunteers trying to go back and get it all fixed up, the whole thing is put together from the outset. Now the pond is cleaning up water as it gets recycled back into our ecosystem, it's making a habitat for wildlife, and it's certainly a lot nicer to look at for the people who bought a house with a pond view. By now, she said, who knows what that pond could have looked like. Go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to see some pictures of all this and to check out the whole story. In other news, Senator Tim Kaine spent the morning in Leesburg yesterday talking with the Chamber of Commerce and touring the businesses in downtown. The day started with a roundtable discussion that focused on tax and health care reform. He said now that the Republican effort to repeal the Affordable Care Act has collapsed, he's optimistic about stabilizing the health insurance markets and making incremental improvements in a bipartisan way. But he also said it might be time to think about a bigger change, like taking the burden of health insurance off employers and letting people keep their policies when they move around and change jobs, such as with a single-payer system. Lord knows, we, if we do some incremental improvements that are bipartisan, that's good. We shouldn't miss the opportunity to step back and ask, okay, but is our system set up in a way where it really can be set up better? He also said he supports increasing the minimum wage, but that right now, that's a policy without a policy rationale. As in, what are you trying to accomplish? He suggested the minimum wage should be set such that a person with one dependent working full-time should be above the poverty line, with an exception for very young people. After that roundtable, he toured Leesburg's downtown businesses, starting at Tally Ho, hitting a bunch of the shops along King Street, and wrapping up with lunch at the Leesburg Diner. This month marks a full year since the historic Ashburn Colored School was spray-painted with hateful, racist messages. But the donations that poured in after that news got out only sped up the restoration work that had been quietly underway there for years. Loudon School for the Gifted bought the property back in 2014 and set about raising money to repair the one-room schoolhouse and reopen it as a living museum. Now, three years later, the teachers, students, and builders who took on that task are ready to unveil their work. The schoolhouse served Loudon's black students from 1892 until the late 1950s. The work to restore it began as a student-led project in early 2015. They interviewed people who'd spent their formative years in that one-room, wooden-frame building and researched the part it played in Loudon's history. They also tried raising money but only raised a few thousand dollars out of their $100,000 goal. But Within a few weeks of the graffiti, here's a silver lining, they'd met their goal with a surge of giving from the community. In the past six months, the rotting floorboards and siding have been replaced, the foundation's been restored, the building's been reinforced, and the electrical wiring has been repaired. There's also an historic marker that can be seen from Ashburn Road. After the unveiling, the next phase begins, a museum or a community center in a separate building on the property. That same property will eventually serve as the Loudon School for the Gifted's campus.
The School for the Gifted's founder, Deep Saran, said when all is said and done, the campus will represent an historic timeline of education in Loudoun County. The unveiling will be Saturday, September 16th. I imagine I'll be there. If you want to see it, we've got the details on our website. And the ski slopes are coming to Leesburg. The owners of ProFit Ski and Mountain Sports have announced plans to add an indoor ski simulator to their store in the Virginia Village Shopping Center. I feel like I've been talking for a while, and it is Friday, so I'll just hit the high points. They've been planning that indoor ski center for two years. The nearest competitor will be in Orlando, Florida, and they should be open in mid-September. Get the full story on all these slopes over at loudonnow.com and find out what you can look forward to over at ProFit. While you're at our website, check out our stories about what made Loudon Supervisor Tony Buffington, one of Loudon's two Western supervisors, decide to actually move into the rural West. His Blue Ridge district encompasses, by acreage, very nearly half the entire county, from Dulles Airport to Clark County and all the way north of Hillsboro. He left Brambleton to set down in Percival. We also have a story there about the 26-year-old who for the past three years has been breathing new life into the Loudon Corral. And I didn't write that one. Jan Merker did, so it's actually pretty good. Anyway, it's all at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, Jason Macy is playing Northgate Vineyard at 5.30 p.m. That means 10% off bottle sales and the kitchen's open till 8 They're having a stand-up comedy night at Winery 32 in Leesburg from 6 to 10 in the evening. Advanced tickets only, so get them online. Kate Brunatz is playing Blend Coffee Bar for Food Truck Friday at 6 p.m. And it's First Friday in Leesburg. Just walk around downtown. It's hard not to find something to do. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. While you're there, make sure you check out Sam's Weekend Picks for this Labor Day She always seems to know what are the fun things to do, which is why you should listen to her rather than me. Also, of course, if you like the Morning Minute, make sure to tell your family and friends and anyone you see on the street today. And also subscribe so it'll be waiting for you there in the morning. Okay, that's it for me. Have a great weekend and have a great day. (laughs) 